We've all mucked up our internet browser gears with filth. Hell, you probably found this podcast while attempting to search for amateur spaghetti porn because, you know, research for that novel you've been working on. And if you were searching for amateur spaghetti porn, you'll want to go ahead and jump down a few results to number seven. Trust me. But that's the magic of a dark bedroom with the shades drawn and your family out of town for the night. You can look up whatever you want. This freedom is important and often taken for granted. Even Google knows that people use its search engine to find images of awful, awful things. We know why you invented the incognito window, Google. But what if your secret darkroom trysts weren't so secret? What if your browser history was public, and not only public, but promoted worldwide? Now how do you feel about yourself? I'm Caleb J. Ross, and over there is Gordon Highland, and on this episode of Important Question, we ask, would you give up the internet to keep your search history private? And as we always do on the count of three, one, two, three, no. no. Good no. God, of course not. Maybe, are we both just that uh, obviously uh, immoral? No, for me, it's just, it's too valuable of a resource, and especially being an author, you know, I, I often like to joke that... Uh, I only publish stuff just as as an excuse to to justify all the the depraved eccentric crap that's filled my my web cache my web history. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's... otherwise the FBI <laughs> they would probably think that I'm a uh, certainly a pervert, if not a, a criminal, a serial killer. All the shit that I've Googled over the years, and I think the general public is living more open these days anyway i think your average person if you ask them this question they would probably agree with both of us that it's just it's too good too good too sweet <laughs> i think the fbi would think you're a serial killer anyway you have other signs that, that point to that <laughs> thanks yeah it's, i mean the dead bodies in this very studio here yes, that's right. that's that's kind of a red flag i used Gordon. to think they were metaphorical dead bodies the, the skeletons of producers past and uh, no no they're literally in your closet right now they creep me out uh-huh. um i'd appreciate if you get rid of them next you time. you know what those are is they're former podcast co-hosts oh so they they took the good way out then <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I yeah, fingers crossed that I'll exit. get there one day. Um, well, you're an author, and and I tend to write stuff as well. And I think it is it's a little bit easy to say that nah, we're cool with it because uh, we're writers and we can we can justify our search history. And I think that's very true. Um, but let's pretend that maybe like we're something else. Like let's say we're not writers. Let's say maybe <laughs> that's, we're, that's not much of a stretch. Sometimes <laughs> let's say we are uh, like grade school teachers. And uh, and we don't write fiction as a side thing. Can so. you imagine the two of us as grade school teachers? My God, <laughs> those impressionable young minds. <laughs> would you would that change your change your opinion if uh, or change your thought if if you were a teacher or you had some responsibility outside of writing, which you do? But yeah. no, I, I would still look that stuff up anyway, and I would just live with it. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. It's like it, it, I think we we see this because you hear about people that have very. Um, intimate online identities that that are okay with having made public. And this uh, comes up as a topic with like job interviews and LinkedIn and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because em- potential employers will go and look people up and see kind of what their profiles are. And employers are, they're just having to come around to the fact that, you know, they're having to adapt. And granted, this would be a major adaptation <laughs> because we're not talking about, you know, this isn't uh this is not like everyone's browser history is available for anyone to see. This is specifically an act of shaming someone yeah. specifically. And you, it is broadcast to the world. Like it specifically yes. made a story. This person, his 
browser history is now sharing shared with everyone. And for some reason in this fictional world that we're coming up with, people care about it. Yeah. So they're interested. They're looking at it. It's on news stations. People are talking about it. Sort it's, of it's, it's the Truman Chrome show, the, the Truman Firefox Safari show, the Truman Safari. Did you know the Truman show syndrome is a real syndrome? Yeah. The, yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, actually, I feel that way. Some sometimes it just says when we have like these little inner psychological debates about what if the entire universe is just a construct for my own living? Yeah. Not that necessarily there's cameras on me all the time, but just that you're here. You're well, I think if you remove the cameras, that gets into just the, the it's it's an old <laughs> philosophical, what? If you remove the cameras, it's just a mental disorder. Yeah, specifically. Okay. well, no, it, it, it's it's a philosophical thought experiment. Well, not a thought experiment, but it's a theory. I, I don't know who, what philosopher it was that said it, but basically it's the what the Matrix movie was based on kind of thing, where you, you are, everything is built just to support you. You're the only... There's only your universe. There isn't a universe yes. that everyone exists in, and oh. everything is a con- construct of, of you. So your web search history is being broadcast to the world as an act of shaming. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I still, even even with that act of shaming, I feel like me personally, and maybe this is the writer in me, or maybe this is just me being a weirdo, I feel as though I could somehow spin that and make it my own. Even if they were trying to shame me, I think I could very easily own it. Like, th- this is uh, the, the example of, if I guess... Fairly similar, but if you'll recall, during the Summer Olympics a few years ago, there nope. was a rower. <laughs> I blacked out the entire uh, portion. That's how you celebrate. Yeah. Uh, There's a rower who on, on some rowing team, obviously, who got a bronze medal, and in their celebration photo, uh, their celebration photo when they're all posed, he had an erection, and you, it was very obvious yeah. that he had an erection, and he was, you know, very he was embarrassed by it, shamed by it, and my whole thought was, if I were in that position, I would own up to it yeah. and say, yeah, I want a fucking medal yes. in the Olympics. I better have an erection. Gaze upon the steel <laughs> yeah. between my thighs. Anyone who doesn't have an erection obviously doesn't care as much about this as they yeah. should. Because this a is a big deal. On the end this of is it. a big deal. Yeah. If anything, I, I, although I guess the, the caveat, or the, the sort of opposite end of that is you only won the bronze. I mean, <laughs> maybe, you, could, you could have an erection if you got the gold. But yeah. come on, bronze. Bronze semi at best. Yeah, semi at best. <laughs> Uh, a havesy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what the, the judges chub. go for that. Yeah. You could actually get points deducted for having <laughs> right. an erection at they, the wrong time. They, there's a metal removal ceremony that follows. <laughs> and, and if the guy removing the metal just drops it, oh well, because it's going to get hooked onto your, right. your coat hanger anyway, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be fine with it. <laughs> Don't drop that. I won't. There's there's some <laughs> there's a safety measure in place. <laughs> How did we uh, get on? I have no idea. Oh, own up to it. You would yeah, just own up to I, it. I would just own up to it. Um, it, it, it. I think it comes down to the fact that just the internet is such an important tool, like you were saying, that it would be very, very difficult to give it up entirely. Um, and I can't, I can't, I can't live without the internet. But I can live without the weight of feigned moral aptitude. Like I don't <laughs> need to pretend that I'm this morally upright guy, and I don't pretend that yeah, you're you're much better about that than most you your shame is at a much lower level i think so. at it's, non-catholic levels it's very uh i'm very self-deprecating and, and i think i always have been and i think i would be fine yeah. with you just beat everyone to the insults by thrusting them by just yourself. being me i wonder though like in the world of say you know the nsa and and hacking and and you know drunken nights alone with my cell phone within reach and its text text messaging capabilities the chances are my private business is out there for someone to look at anyway when so, you say your business you mean i mean my my search oh, okay probably i mean 
Not, search, you, not your business, but your business. I don't know the difference. Your junk. No, my junk isn't out there that oh, I'm okay. aware of. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been photographed. Okay. At least from when I'm conscious. Macro photography is not yet optically <laughs> achieved. How those, dare you? Yeah. No, 4K resolutions. It's, <laughs> it's becoming very popular, yeah. so I'll be fine. Don't worry. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's out there probably for someone anyway. So even if it's one person looking at my browsing history... Um, why what's the difference between one person and a billion people uh i i don't care that you know i don't see much difference between one person knowing that i've been curious about how toads fuck <laughs> and, and a million people yeah knowing the same i mean wait no okay you said have been curious i'm getting a little semantic here which means you have satisfied said curiosity through an internet search well i planted the seed so i'm probably going to go home right now i haven't planted that seed gordon i've seen that look <laughs> I planted that seed of intrigue. Yeah. And uh, and now I'm kind of curious how toads make sweet love. Okay. I'm going to have to go look at it now. I, I In my mind, as a human, there's a lot of licking involved. <laughs> I, I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if, if only one person is going to see it or the entire world, so I mean like your mother, right, for example. Yeah. It, what, what if it was just your parents that saw this? Again, my, my personal... If it was my mother personally, I probably would still be like, I don't care because my mom is basically like me. All of the <laughs> all of my uh, my rudeness and and just craziness. It, it, I get that from my mom. So, oh, OK, I don't think I don't think that would be a problem. Um, but what about you? I mean, would you would that change things if it was like just your mother looked at it? So yeah. really, it's it's her. There's a shame component for her as well. Socially. Exactly. Speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Because the if everybody knows about it, then it's sort of everyone's feeling kind of the same feeling some degrees of shame or feeling something and it's not but if but if your mom's the only one who knows about it then she has to think do i tell someone do i deal with this myself do i keep right. it a secret she has to be burdened with it as well uh my parents are not very social creatures so just for myself personally i would say no would have no effect but if i were someone else i see where you're coming from and my uh my empathy for others might might affect me in some way because i can be a little more thoughtful so in you that regard, you don't love your mom. I got it. My mother is listening to this most likely. So that, I'm just kissing. Ass. Hi, Gordon's mom. Hi, how's it going? Don't look at Gordon's search history. <laughs> Trust me on this. But I can say I do have an, an analog to, to that. My most embarrassing moment ever. And my friends have heard me tell this story before goes back. Uh, I was a foreign exchange student. I come back from exchange in France and my parents had rearranged my bedroom and everything was, you know, I knew where everything was, even though it was a mess. And one of the things they found was this handy little uh, reporter notebook. And it was filled with dirty limericks, one for each letter of the alphabet that me and my best friend had come up with at age 13. And you can imagine the, the juvenile mind of a 13-year-old and having to force all of those rhymes. That was the worst part because the sheer depravity that we would come up with in the interest of forcing those rhymes was thoroughly disgusting. Even as a man of 41 now, I look back and I'm like, oh, my God. So I come back and they're standing in the doorway holding this notebook, quoting forsooth at me. And it's like, B is for ball. Every man has a pair of wrinkly old bag all covered with hair. And that's super, super tame. And so they threatened to uh, with a, you know, a wry smile that they were going to read these with all the relatives and share them with everybody. And I'm like reaching for it and they're swatting me away and all that kind of stuff. And then when my dad went in to take a shower or something, I saw the notebook laying there and I tore that fucker into the tiniest shreds <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. But to me, that's the equivalent. Nothing can top that, at least for me personally. Um, I think one of the other uh, things I want to touch on here is the idea that could you be looked at as a martyr of sorts? I mean, if you are the one to basically take the brunt of everyone's personal life is out there, out in the open, could 
UB basically say, yeah, you should own up to it. You should look, you should, you should, you should worship me. There's, there's a Jesus allegory for porn searching all of a sudden here. Hey, the rule yes. of 34, yes. right? Or the rule number 34. Right. 34. The yes. I, I spanked for your sins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, why is man. it, why is it all? That explains is... the stains on the, on the shroud of Turin, right? Oh God. <laughs> oh Lord. That's that's awful. Why, why is it always we're always thinking we immediately go to sex stuff. That's why true. Is that? That's true. I think that's because that's where we have will probably have the most shame. Like what could you think of anything else that you would search for online that would have an equivalent amount of shame? Not equivalent. No, I was I mean, thinking about this episode a little bit. I was trying to come up with some things that I've searched non sexual things I've searched for that are really embarrassing. And really, it comes down to a lot of it is like. Uh, well, for one thing, this shit that I've looked up in the name of this podcast has been among the worst <laughs> that I've, the, the topics we've delved into just re- in, the, in the last six months is some of the most depraved. But a lot of it for me has been stuff like kind of topical ignorance because I don't watch the news. You know, I get my, I get all my Fox news from the Daily Show. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So stuff like that, like we did an episode a few weeks ago and I mentioned Josh Duggar. I had no idea how to pronounce his name. I had to look up a newscast because I'd seen it in print in 30 stories. I follow a little bit. I mainly I follow the AP headlines. I had to look how to pronounce his name. And he was on the tips of everybody's tongue, at least as far as I was concerned. Yeah, he was. That was what got him in trouble. <laughs> at, at everyone's fingertips and tongue tips. <laughs> and other things like, you know, how I should feel about certain social issues like like this girl. I'm, I'm not looking for someone to tell me specifically, but sometimes I like to see what what both sides of an issue are. So that if it comes up in conversation, I can debate it a little more intelligently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that should come naturally to people and they shouldn't have to be shouldn't have to arm themselves with an arsenal of replies. Right. Well, the hope is that you would get in conversations that allow you to talk about things like toad fucking and spaghetti porn. Yeah. Because then you've got plenty right in of your information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just got to keep bouncing from one water cooler to the next until yeah. you overhear someone. So, yeah, the toads, what they do, then, <laughs> then you're in. Oh, no, I got, I got some stuff on this, guys. Yeah, I know stuff. Oh, my God. What about yourself when it, when it comes to stuff like that? Googling non-sexual embarrassing things. No, I can't think of anything either. I mean, I, I think anything that I can think of, it can be made worse if there's a sexual component to it. Because even right. if I thought, like, I'm curious to see what, you know, a dead body uh, hanging from a tree looks like. And that's the know? top five results is going to be something sexual, something, right? so, yeah. yeah, and then and then the other thing is, like, okay, well, if I was searching for someone having sex with a dead body hanging from a tree, that's way, way, way worse. You know, Google, ha- the, the browser has the safe search you mm-hmm. can put on. There needs to be like a slider. <laughs> you know, zero to 10 for, eh, I don't mind a nip slip, but I don't want to see like full beeve, you know, or something. <laughs> and immediately I went sexual, of course, but you know what I mean? It could yeah. be something disgusting as well, gory. Yeah. There was a site I remember looking at like 15 years ago in the earlier days. It was called... Rotten.com. That, my that's God, that's exactly it. <laughs> that was the de facto... Crazy shit. It, it was the image, the still image equivalent of Faces of Death, as yeah, far as I was exactly. concerned. Yeah, which I had watched Faces. This was a, a little Faces of Death. Uh, since you got, since you were talking about analogs, um, I'll talk about it as well. Speaking of which, though, um, I did a search on analogs. Mm-hmm. You should definitely look those up because they look <laughs> incredible. That is one word, not two. Analogs. Oh, I don't think I have a story anymore. Then, <laughs> Doctor Funke. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, as a, as a kid growing up um, in a small town. The the the, the uh, video rent, rental store in our town had um, all of the Faces of Death videos, but I don't think they knew what they were because they were just lit, they were with all the horror movies. Uh, and as a kid, like as a probably thirteen year old kid, I would rent these and watch these with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say rent these like perpetually because right. I did rent them more than once. Um, and it's crazy. And what I learned from that, as a side note, um, is that 
you know, all of the discussion around uh, around violence and movies and video games causing kids to go crazy. You know, there's certain people who think that, uh, but rational people don't. Um, that's my little my little soapbox wow. there. You just slipped um, that soapbox right into I your did. foot. Those people should watch a real death like many faces of death because mm. on screen you know the difference between something real and something fake right and something real even if it was lit the exact same way shot the exact same way there's something about it where you know it's real and yeah. it gets to you like it, it really affects you and i think that uh, so so i i just don't buy that argument anyway it's a tangent but it's something i want yeah. to throw out and, there and the, the, fi- the fiction that handles that really well deals with the consequences of yeah. violence and gore and that's how that's what elevates it in my mind different topic yeah but. All right, enough of that. Bring us back on course, Gordon. Well, I was thinking about some of the other things that I've Googled, and um, one of them is like a uh, a sex offender map that it was pretty popular a few years ago where you could, uh, by zip code or whatever, you could find out where all the sex offenders were living. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone immediately goes to their neighborhood and every neighborhood they've lived in before, wherever their babysitter lives, you know, stuff like that probably. And then you start finding that there's one person in all of those neighborhoods that you happen to be living in. That's weird. <laughs> they're huh. following me. Yeah, they're checking. No, that's sure. That's one way to look oh, at it. Oh, okay. Oh, you meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, meant it was yeah. You. I meant it was you. That's what I was getting at. It's me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the creepy thing about that is I, w- I noticed there was one house that wasn't too far from me. That's why I saw it, of course. There were four people, literally the same number. I had to hover over to get the address to make sure they weren't just like living next door in the same house. And the only thing I could think of is that there was like an incident that happened. There's like a party mm-hmm. and there's like, you know, like a gang rape or just something like that. And they all just because you think those people can't live together. That's like that does seem strange. Um, I when I was writing one of my books, you said we should disclaim this, but I did a lot of research on incest topically speaking mm-hmm. and that was hard to get through that made me wonder can talking about this whole broadcasting our stuff can they distinguish between visual based uh image video searches and versus just text searches because i did a lot of incest research but i wasn't watching anything i was reading extracts and stuff your search history will include what uh medium medium that that you were if if you for google for example if you actually click on one of the video the the tabs toward the top where you can choose video images or whatever that will be reported in your search history but if you're just using the default and there happens to be a video in the search results okay then there's I no see. way to know. Well, I hope that that media gets reported as part of this this stream <laughs> because I would sleep a lot better because a lot of this more depraved stuff I've searched. I've used the word depraved like five times today. It's the word of the podcast. Uh, I would feel much more secure about it because they would realize you assume that if it's text, it's a little tamer, that it's more researchy. That's important because would they would people and I'm guessing no, because the news media is irrational in a lot of cases. But would they be able to see the context of these searches? Like if you're seeing if you're seeing fifteen hundred not that's that's excessive. If you're seeing (laughs) 20 uh, searches for certain type, like certain incest related things. And then you never again. Yeah, I did, and then I never did the again. paper and then I, I never looked at it again. Or an, a search is followed with like other things that just are completely unrelated, but in a wide enough scope looking at all of the context, you can kind of see it or something like that. I don't know that it makes me wish that there was a function like you could almost like qualify your searches. Like yeah. when you're going to start doing searches for research, to, yeah. you just click a button that says I'm looking for, I'm doing research. It's research know? mode. Like there's safe search yeah, research mode. mode. Exactly. Uh, incognito mode. Where's the... what, what about if it were, does it matter to you if it's a live feed versus uh, a historical kind of thing? Like, is it just all the stuff you had before or is it all that and what's ongoing? And could someone just like live watch what, what you're looking at? Because for me, I think that would, 
it would cause me to re-embrace the library for sure. I grew up in the library, you know, pre-internet. That's where I wanted to know something. That's where I was all weekend working on papers and stuff. If I were your parents, I'd send you to the library too. <laughs> get out of the house. I get it. I get it, man. Hi, Gordon's mom. But then if it's live streaming you and you knew that it was being broadcast, then you would probably stop searching for crazy stuff, right? That's the question. I don't know. Because we, we have both said that we would not change our habits. Would would you tame those future searches? I, uh, I, I think I have to stick with my original answer and say no. Yeah, probably not. Because after a while, people aren't going to care. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. They know within 15 minutes what you're Another Kardashian's going to get pregnant or something like that, and they're not <laughs> right. going to care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Let's turn our attention to the sponsor, shall we? Sounds like a good yes. idea. Uh, this week's sponsor is Soul Scrub. You've spent your entire life epitomizing the upstanding citizen. Then you die, and your computer gets gifted to that one nephew whom you told once about your secret Ruth Bader Ginsburg crush. And now, that shithead compromises your entire life spent helping the homeless and giving to charity and not courting Ruth Bader Ginsburg for a few laughs on YouTube where he shares your internet browser history. You need Soul Scrub, a subdermal pacemaker that continuously monitors your heart health so that at the moment of death, all of your web search history is automatically erased. It's kind of like the equivalent of uh, of uh, the the modern porn buddy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, the porn buddy, the guy who comes and cleans out your apartment after you die, so your parents don't find your porn stash. Exactly, and keeps porn, it for himself. Your stash of porn, not the hair above your lip, <laughs> that signifies that you might have acted in adult films in the 1970s. With Soul Scrub, there's also an available upgrade, hmm. uh, which I think is very cool. Uh, it's called Coma Cleanse, and that's for when you're not quite dead, but if your browser history gets out, you'd rather be, <laughs> because being Terry Schiavo doesn't have to be embarrassing. That's a that's a weird sponsor. Yeah, that was an odd sponsor. We have been promising to read some of your uh, online comments on episodes, and it's now time to do that. In a Facebook response to episode 16, which was, would you drunk drive your birthing wife to the hospital? Listener Chris Bell suggested that, quote, there should be a service where one delivers women in labor to hospitals for beer that you drink on the way to said hospital, unquote. And I was thinking about that, and that that pre-delivery delivery is actually available in certain uh, select states. They're doing business as Uber Doula. That's also an <laughs> app you can get on your phone, allegedly. Uh, of the same episode, Ed Costin, another listener, writes, Truth be told, aren't we a bit past those days of rushing to the hospital to have a kid? Most of the women I know who've had kids the past 15 years, they plan their delivery ahead of time and they induce labor with drugs, unquote. That makes total sense to me that the drugs would be on tap for the delivery because, you know, given how instrumental that drugs were to the actual conception, <laughs> that, that said, you probably don't want to be slipping her another Cosby en route to the maternity ward, though, you know, you have the right tool for the right job, you know, allegedly 37 <laughs> times. allegedly. I'm glad that Cosby's a verb, or I guess in this case, it you're is slipping now. her another, uh, you're Cosbying her. Yeah. With a Cosby. Some cosplay. Cosm play. <laughs> you dress up in sweaters. I'm good, good, good. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to round this episode out. I don't think this thing can get any more offensive. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spreaker. Uh, do a Google search for Important Question Podcast. You'll find us there. Erase your browser history afterwards because we know how embarrassing that search can be. Um, also, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at Caleb J. Ross. I am at Gordon Highland. And the podcast is at Important Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Please go to Facebook, uh, leave some comments on this episode. And we hope to have you as a listener again. Please come back. Important question.